When you need milk for Zoe and a cold brew for yourself, Kroger Delivery will get you just what you need in as little as 30 minutes. Open the Kroger app and start your cart, whatever the cart. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Delivery time's not guaranteed. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. When you're a Boost member, you get free delivery, double fuel points, and lots more. Sign up at Kroger.com slash boost. When you sign up for BP Me Rewards, you can get five cents off every gallon of gas every time at BP or Amico stations. That means more savings and more whatever you'd like to use your savings on. So treat yourself. It's on us. Visit BP.com slash save to learn more. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. The X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All Hit Radio. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Exxon Broadcast Network and around the world through our many affiliates and uh, broadcast partners. If you'd like to send me an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com or while on air, studio at exxonradio.com. And um, online, my gosh, we're all over the place, but if you'd like to check out our social media network sites, Exxon Radio TV and our website, exxonradiotv.com. The world is going crazy. It's going to hell in a handbasket. Look what's happening in the United States. Look what's happening in Tulsa, in Charlotte. People are going nuts. What in the world is going on? Well, to try and put some semblance of sanity back into this crazy world we live in, I thought I'd bring on the host of the the Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, the one and only Gwilda Wiaka, uh, who, who is a shaman, she is a teacher, she is a precept, she is an author, and she is a radio host. So joining me from the beautiful state of Colorado is Gwilda Wiaka. And first of all, Gwilda, congratulations on your show. It is really a fantastic show. You've got some great guests up there. Thank you. Yes, I've been blessed with wonderful guests. What's going on in the world, Gwilda? You know, your show deals with spirituality. It deals with... 
um, things and people that I believe your your fingers are on the pulse of of what is going on in this world and in the spiritual world with what we're seeing today, all the violence. Is there any any semblance of sanity that you can try to share with us when it comes to all the negativity that is going on? Well, I hope so. I'll sure give her a try. <laughs> um, you know, I like to talk about frequency because um, everything expresses according to frequency. Mm-hmm. Einstein brought that through, and it's it's held true. And yeah. when we when we went to twelve twenty one twelve, we thought, oh, nothing happened. The world didn't end. But actually, we're moving into uh, the Aquarian age into a higher frequency portion of the galaxy, and that frequency is is uh, affecting the sun, which is affecting the the all the interplanetary space mm-hmm. and frequency around. Um, all of us is rising. Now, what that does is it moves from one frequency, which was supporting one framework into another frequency, which supports a whole different reality or framework in between those two places is absolute chaos. And so when we were in lower frequency times, our brains even were wired to be compartmentalized. Um, and, and now that the higher frequency is coming up, our brains are decompartmentalizing. And that means that the old structures, the old ways we had of coping are failing us. And if we aren't processing, and if we're, if we're the kind of person that just locks mm-hmm. down and tries to forget about it, we're destabilizing also, and we're seeing the results of it out there in spades. So is this just basically we have to readjust our bodies, our mind, our spirit, and our frequencies to match that of the changes that are happening around us? Yes, it's that's it's, it's that simple and it's that complex because um, the earth, the entire solar system is changing. Mm-hmm. But if we don't, that starts to put an amazing amount of pressure on us and on our systems. And what worked in the old framework and was nice and solid, increasingly, just look around you. You see people that, you know, you've been around a long time and they seem pretty stable. And all of a sudden they're kind of, as my son would say, going off the easily. You know, people yeah. are just getting destabilized. If we don't start accessing and processing the things that have been unavailable until now, we're going to get overwhelmed with unprocessed emotion, and we're seeing the results of it out there. So how do we prepare for this as a, as a race? Nobody gives us these instructions. I know it. I know it. Well, you know, if we go back far enough in history, like about 12,000 years, mm-hmm. um, we were going through another time similar to this when we moved into the age of Leo, because it's another high frequency time. But unfortunately, all we have left are myths and legends of what was going on at that time. However, a lot of religious texts and a lot of, you know, your ceremonial things and shamanism still hold those principles and how we can learn to ground. The key here is to get reconnected with the earth so that we can raise our frequency with it, and then to process uh, and move through whatever comes up for us, whether it's mental constructs that no longer serve, emotions that are coming to the surface, mm-hmm. relationships that are no longer good, because it's changing everything, and if we try to hold on to the old, it gets pretty pretty volatile. So to use the words of Bob Dylan, the times they are changing. Yeah. Gwilda, stand by. You and I have to take a commercial break. Exxon Nation, Gwilda Weak is our special guest. She is the host of... The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiacker heard Saturday night and Sunday night from 7 until 9 right here on the Exxon Broadcast Network. Check out her website, www.thescienceofmagic.net. I'm Rob McConnell. Gwilda and I return on the other side of this break. Don't go away.
This is Kevin Randall. For nearly 30 years, I have been investigating the case of the Roswell UFO. I have interviewed hundreds of people and stood on the crash site. Now in Roswell in the 21st century, I have reviewed dozens of hours of audio and videotaped interviews, examined hundreds of files that relate to the crash, and have returned to Roswell in an attempt to put all that information into the proper perspective. For the first time in Roswell in the 21st century, I have made a dispassionate reevaluation of all that material and provide a new look at what happened. This is a book that clears away all the clutter that has hidden the truth for so long, strips away the various lies that surround the case, exposes the Air Force attempts at cover-up, and found a core of solid information that tells us all where the case stands today. Roswell in the 21st century will be available in just a few weeks. For more information, please visit my website at www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com. Gibbs A. Williams, Ph.D., is a practicing psychoanalyst, supervisor, researcher, and author in New York City. Much of his life has been dedicated to understanding nature and the uses of meaningful coincidences or synchronicities. His radical and original non-Jungian, non-mystical, non-magical theory of synchronicities illuminates much of the fog surrounding this challenging and perplexing topic. His ideas and manners are fresh, presented in a style that is both entertaining and highly informative. He is also an expert on crisis intervention, specially focused on violence reduction for the police and citizens, mastering anxiety, frustration, and stress without the use of medication, and effectively preventing and treating heroin addiction. Dr. Williams can be contacted at his email address at gwwilliamsny11 at aol.com or visit his website at www.drgibbswilliams.com. Shamanism is recognized as a method to access the quantum level. Mastery of shamanic skills puts spiritual information and healing power into your hands. Path Home Shamanic Art School, a bonded Colorado-certified occupational school, has met rigorous state standards ensuring its director and instructors have the qualifications to teach the shamanic arts. Path Home offers its certification program in blocks of study. Block 1, a five-day intensive, will be held in the beautiful mountain town of Coldale, Colorado, October 13th through 18th, Registration deadline is September 12th. Experience journey trance, power animals, helping spirits, sacred space, and life purpose. Come discover your power. Join me, Gwilda Wiyaka, in the magical world of shamanism. Call 303-775-3431 or visit findyourpathhome.com. Welcome back, Exxon Nation. Gwilda Wiak is our special guest to this hour. I've asked Gwilda for her help in trying to make sense of what is going on in the world today with all the all the negativity that is going on. Now, Gwilda, you said that's because we're going into a higher frequency. Well, how does that frequency uh, cause cause the negativity that we're seeing, causing the violence, the upheaval, the the chaos? Yeah, it's pretty interesting to watch. Um, and like I said, when you're going out of 
one set of frequencies into another. Mm -hmm. You're shifting from one reality into another. And anytime you you change from one to the other, there's this time of chaos in between. And that's actually what we're entering into. But the, the reason we're seeing so much violence is heretofore, like I was saying, our brains have functioned com- in under compartmentalization because things were changing slower and mm-hmm. you have a compartment for each thing that you do, a compartment that you show to this person, a compartment that you take to work. Well, that's how we functioned and that's how we needed to function at the lower frequency times. But when we get into higher frequency, you're looking at unity. And so what's taken up, what's camped out in those spaces between us and us in our brain, neurologically. So if you have compartments, you have a lot of space between the compartments. And that's why we only use a certain portion of our brain. Well, stuff's been camping out in those spaces between the compartments. And it's negativity and it's unprocessed and it's other things working through there. And as we decompartmentalize, we lose control of the whole enchilada. And if a person, um, you know, has had a tough time and they aren't in integrity, they they can just go over the edge. And that's what we're seeing a lot of. So how do we cope with this effect? How do we get grounded again? Again, there is no substitution for going outside, getting your feet in the dirt, getting put your ankles in in the river just really get physically connected with nature again Mm. because the balance is held there you know the trees are doing okay the grass is doing okay the weather's getting funky that's okay we expect it but the earth is responding to the frequency in a nice even way but when we're separated from the earth to the point that we are we aren't moving with everything else and so there's these jumps and spurts of you know we get bombarded with a higher frequency that we haven't been able to build up to and that's when we kind of fall apart the last time this happened how did we mortals uh we humans actually uh, cope with it and did we learn anything from the last time? <laughs> well, here we are again, right? I oh, am. Yeah. Um, I, of course, wasn't, well, maybe I was there, but I don't remember being there. But uh, as I track backwards, well, just by seeing how, you know, shamanism is between mm-hmm. forty and 50,000, actually, they, now they're saying it's, it's older than 50,000 years old. It's been around forever, and it changes with the frequency. In other words, shamanism works at whatever frequency is ambient at the time because it's Earth-based. It's also can be galactic based. And what I'm seeing through my shamanic practice as it evolves is the it's, shamanism can evolve to treat at the frequency that's present. So it's been a real dogmatic time for shamanism over the last ages because it's been lower frequency. But now it can actually help people to process, to reaccess the earth, to figure out what's going on with them, for them, and help them try to stabilize. I'm getting an awful lot of clients because of this very thing going on. And we're seeing very similar themes uh, going on for people. As the frequency raises, there's kind of like a theme du jour, if you will, of issues that are coming up. But if you said that the, this, this, this change in frequency can actually push people over the edge, isn't there, isn't there the possibility that the wrong people with the wrong power can actually cause uh, more negativity or even cataclysmic events? Well, now that you brought it up, absolutely, because the old system, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of factions that were in control and benefiting quite nicely, thank you very much, from the old way. And it's not going down easy. It's fighting this every step of the way. And what we're running into now, what we're seeing is like they're pulling out all the stops and they, the big they, right? But it's just the systems pulling out all the stops to milk it for all it's worth because the water lose on the horizon for it. 
Um, and that's why it's becoming so much more intense and extreme because it is absolutely being pushed forward and supported by the status quo, things that are benefiting from the status quo. Hmm. So besides walking around bare feet, walking in streams, or just getting back to nature, so to speak, what else can we do? Because there are a lot of people who live in the good old asphalt jungles, the concrete enclaves of, of you know, metropolis that just cannot do that. There, there must be something that we can do besides going back to nature, Gwilda. There is. There's a lot of things. Um, one of them, strangely enough, is um, essences or essential oils because they bring in that high frequency of nature so you can work with those. Uh, but the other thing really has to do with soul searching, knowing yourself and not buying into the hype and hysteria because when you do that, you're putting out that frequency and becoming mm -hmm. part of the problem rather than part of the solution. Staying grounded taking that deep breath, going, okay, I know this is going on right now. Is sure. there anything I can do about it? No. Maybe turn off the TV set. But just stay in a prayerful way and put love out into the world. Then the only way we can put love into the world is if we're moving it through us. And so that's a much higher frequency. So if we're grateful for everything going on around us, even though it might seem pretty horrific, we're mm -hmm. grateful that things are changing. If we can treat things with gratitude and love, that's the antidote for all this negativity and hysteria. How is this frequency going to change the the normal outlook on spirituality? I think we're seeing it. There, There's more interest in spirituality and, and alternative means right now than I think I've ever seen. Hmm. Um, and I've been working in shamanism for, you know, 40 years. Right. But people, just mainstream people, well, you know, I work as a preceptor for the University of Colorado. I teach doctors how to interface with um, allopathic medicine with shamanism. That would never have happened 20 years ago. No way uh, that I'd be teaching at a university like that. And so we're seeing spirituality and science coming together. And it's because they're both looking for the truth of the way life works. And that happens at the quantum level. And as science is, uh, experimentation and instrumentation is getting more refined, magic is getting more grounded and down to earth. And they're going to come together. And when that happens, I think we're going to see a lot of really positive changes. How do the new medical professionals look at shamanism and the integration between the allopathic and the Western style of medicine? Well, each according to their gifts and each according to the limitations. I have a lot of doctors I work with. I do medical intuitive. We mm -hmm. interface back and forth. And every time I get a new set of students, some will just, they'll hear me and the lights will come on for them and they just get so excited about it. And others will sit there and nod politely and I can just hear them thinking, this lady is in serious need of some meds. Mm -hmm. Do any of them ever wear garlic? <laughs> no, but I tell you what, some of them are real nervous really? at first because they don't know what to expect. So how would you explain yourself as, as a precept to these young doctors who are just itching to get into the medical profession and then all of a sudden a shaman pops up? <laughs> it's definitely been a challenge. Well, basically where I go is science because that's going to be a bridge that we have. And mm -hmm. I talk about quantum physics and how what shamanism really is is an organized set of rituals to help the practitioner manage matter at the quantum level, to get information from the quantum level, um, and to affect the change at the quantum level. And that's a level of healing that we call spiritual healing. It's not 
in spirit per se. It's in the place that's invisible to us. But, you know, thank goodness for quantum physics. We're starting to grok that, yeah, that even though we can't see it, it absolutely is a very important part of our physical health and well-being. And then if that doesn't do it, I'll do a demonstration on medical intuitive, and that usually wows them pretty well. I guess it would. No, <laughs> why do we need doctors if we have medical intuitives? Well, I do medical intuitive, but I'm just because I can see it doesn't mean I'm smart. I'm no smarter than an MRI. Um, well, I am smarter than an MRI, but I don't have the doctor's expertise. We absolutely need to blend the forms, not try to replace them. They have years of training and, and you know, they, they mm -hmm. got their fingers on the pulse of the latest things coming out that can help. They use me like an MRI and I don't do medical intuitive for people without a, uh, a medical practitioner present. How do patients feel about shamans and their, their work within the medical community? Well, you have to realize that I was, when I really started working in the medical community, I was in Boulder, Colorado, and that's like the, um, the mecca of alternative medicine. And even the doctors there are very holistic. So that's kind of how I got started, and that's really how I ended up with the languaging and mm -hmm. everything else for what I'm doing. So the people that I worked with there were very, very open to it. I've worked with a lot of gifted children. It's just been amazing. But now that there's more interest in the field, um, you know, I can branch out, and people they, they, they're curious. It's like they're really drawn to it rather than just, you know, saying, oh, it's sinful and dismissing it out of hand. They really want to know more about it. What do you do now? You know, that kind of question. Are you finding that there are a lot more people looking for the alternative methods than the old guard like Western medicine? Yes, I do. And I, I really want to put a caveat out there. Western medicine is regulated to death. Okay. A lot of the docs I work with, mm -hmm. they would love to use me, but they'd lose their license if they didn't get an MRI to back me up. Um, and that's more expensive to the patient. It's, you know, but, but they're regulated out the wazoo basically. But on the other hand, your alternative practitioners don't even have to have any kind of education. They just make a claim and, and hang out their plaque. Right. So <laughs> we're seeing the two sides of the same coin. To, way too extreme in regulation in one and nowhere near enough in the other. So I think it's very important that the consumer is mindful that just because someone says they can do something or says they are something doesn't mean that they're actually have any training or are a good resource. So you really have to look at your practitioners. But how would the government be able to, to um, govern uh, new age practitioners? I don't know that I would say that it's the thing to do. Right. Um, but like I have a Colorado State certified occupational school of shamanism. Now, how unlikely is that? But basically what it says is, A, my students are bonded. Their tuition is bonded. I'm held accountable. I had to prove my whole background in education um, in shamanism. And so, but now I can certify shamanic practitioners. I don't certify shaman, but people that can do the shamanic practice. All that means is they've gone through my two year program and passed all the requirements to function as a shamanic practitioner. That's all I'm certifying. But at least that much people know, well, these people at least stuck it out for two years in this fairly rigorous program and learned something for sure, rather than took a weekend uh, workshop and hung out their plaque. So as we see more of this kind of uh, compliance. I mean, mm -hmm. that's the the government isn't regulating the people that graduate from my school, but they certainly are regulating me and my consistency in what I'm offering these people. 
All right, stand by. You and I have to take a break. Exxon Nation, Gwilda Wiak is our very special guest this hour. She's the host of The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiak that airs right here on the Exxon Broadcast Network, Saturday nights and Sunday nights from 7 until 9, and uh, scattered throughout the week. So if you'd like to find out when you can catch Gwilda to meet your schedule, just go to www.xzbn.net. Now, how would you like to be part of UFO history? No, I'm being serious. I, I'm, I'm really serious about this. How would you, the Exxon Nation, like to be part of UFO history? How would you like to be part of a satellite search of close Earth orbit looking for UFOs? Think I'm kidding? Just go to www.cubesat.tech. That's www.cubesat.tech. And uh, be part of history. I'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue talking with Gulda Wiaka right here in the Exxon. Don't go away. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, High Tech with Corey Kay, and every minute of the 24-7, 365 programming of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 712-432-9459, courtesy of TalkStream Live. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 712-432-9459 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 712-432-9459 for the best of paranormal, new age, thought-provoking, sci-fi radio programming 24-7, 365. Wouldn't you love to know the secret to everything? Well then, meet Dr. Kimberly McGeorge and her cutting-edge breakthrough knowledge that combines science with possibility. Dr. Kimberly brings real-life answers and healing to those open to alternative solutions. She teaches solution-based programs and classes that will change all areas of your life forever. Specializing in conscious creation, intuitive readings, and energy medicine, you can rapidly shift health, relationships, business, and money and abundance challenges quickly. Receive her best-selling book, Secret to Everything, at no cost by going to secrettoeverything.com forward slash xzone. That's right. Transformation can start now. Just go to secrettoeverything.com forward slash xzone and receive Dr. Kimberly's book for free. While science pursues fact, magic accesses the quantum level, bridging random facts to form truth. As long as science and magic remain separate and polarized, the truth cannot be known. I'm Gwilda Wiecka. Join me on the Science of Magic radio program, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. 
During each episode, I'll be speaking with experienced and respected scientists and mystics. From astrologers to astronomers, from medical doctors to shaman, the scientific method to dowsing and intuition, we'll weave together information from seemingly divergent practices to promote unity and enlightenment. Join me, Gwilda Wiyaka, and the Science of Magic right here on the Mutual Broadcast Network. For more information, visit www.thescienceofmagic.net. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Welcome back, everyone. Gwilda Wiak is our guest this hour. She's the host of The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka here on the Exxon Broadcast Network to find out when Gwilda is on air besides every Saturday night and Sunday night from 7 p.m. until 9 p.m. Eastern. Just go to www.xzbn.net. Okay, how did you get started in shamanism? Like, did you wake up one day and say, geez, I want Um, to be a shaman? I came in real sensitive. Mm -hmm. Um, When I was born, I was probably pretty sensitive. But then I lived in a situation in my um, growing up years that was always volatile, always dangerous. And I really needed to be able to know what was going on in the emotional realms of the people around me to know when to duck and hide. And so I really refined that sensitivity um, to the point that I was getting input all the time. And I didn't know whose was mine and whose wasn't. By the time I went to college, I'm in a dorm, it's in the 70s, everybody's on drugs. It was like I was getting bleed through like crazy, and I was just really starting to fail. Um, my my physical health, I was in fight or flight. You know, I'm in my early 20s, and I'm just going downhill. And that's when I met my first teacher, who was a Lakota elder. And I studied with him for close to six years before he crossed over. Wow. I studied with him and his wife. And um, he was old when I, when I met him, but <laughs> spry. Um, And that's how it started, because what he helped me do was to learn to use the shamanic practice to put a volume knob, if you will, on my gift. Um, I called it a curse at the time. And uh, since then, once he died, I just kept looking for more and looking for more and looking for more. And I've studied in um, numerous forms um, from we think of shamanism as being Native American. Mm -hmm. I've studied Choctaw, Arapaho, Navajo. Lakota, uh, you know, we could go on the list there. But also I've studied Celtic shamanism, Tibetan shamanism, Siberian shamanism, and core shamanism. So it's all over the planet. And I started noticing what a lot of them had in common, and they gave me a lot of skills to, to really manage what I am. And I don't know that I would have made it without it. So where, where do you think this path is going to take you, Gwilda? You've been on a path, obviously, for many years. 
What's the next step for Gwilda Wiecka? <laughs> well, I think I'm kind of in the middle of it because one of the things that I've always had this burning desire to do mm-hmm. is I see our people suffering. Yeah. And sometimes they're suffering so bad they don't even know they're suffering. But I see them suffering. I see our planet suffering. And I know this is a time of radical change. And so my my intent and, and love is to bring the truth, the evolving truth, to people, to give them some respite, to give them some hope, to give them some relief, to give them some tools. And that's why I write books, and that's why I'm on the radio program that I'm in. And that's that's my passion. That's what I'm going to do whatever way it needs to happen. What do you think the evolving truth is? Well, that's the whole point. It's evolving, right? But there <laughs> must be a basis. It's getting much more multidimensional. We used to live in, like I said, the slower times when mm-hmm. things would change much more slowly. And so it was really kind of more like a black and white. And that's where our very dogmatic, it is or it isn't kind of thing, developed. But we're coming into a time when things are and they aren't at the same time. So we're coming into a time of unity. And so truth is deepening and getting much more multidimensional. So what's true at one level or one frequency, um, then if you hit a higher frequency, then it's a greater truth. It doesn't Mm -hmm. necessarily become obsolete, but it's a greater truth. And if you learn to travel up and down that scale of levels of truth, you can bring it through for people. And I'm very mindful to, to develop a high frequency environment through shamanic means, creating sacred space before I teach, because that raises the frequency in the room. And it raises the understanding level of the students as well as my ability to bring through what they need in any given time. Do you find that there is a difference with, uh, or should I, I, let me say, do you see a difference in in the world that you deal with when, in with the different people who who work with spirit, who work with multi-dimensions, who work with trying to help people understand what is going on. There's some very, very beautiful people coming out. I mean, I'm just having so much fun with the radio program because there's these people on the leading edge of this stuff and really understanding it and trying to bring it through and trying to be of service. Mm -hmm. But then there's some others. um, Of course, there's always a mixed bag, but there's some others that get really ungrounded with it. And that's not useful because it goes airy-fairy, you know, and it's, it's not... It, it can't be useful if you can't bring it to ground and make it practical. And so we've got both both factions going on out there right now. How can somebody best gauge who is telling the truth and who is one of the airy-fairy people? Yeah. Well, you know, there's no substitute for good old intuition, good mm-hmm. old gut-level feeling. And unfortunately, we've been taught to look outside of ourselves for guidance and kind of forgotten how to use our intuition. So if we can just stop and take a breath and say, okay, how do I feel in my body when this person is talking to me? Because people can logic logic you in and out of anything, or they can emotion you in and out of anything, as we see all this hype and hysteria going on. But when it comes to the body, the body doesn't lie. The body is our earth, if you will, and it holds true. So if you're listening to someone and you drop in and you're listening to your body and your stomach just kind of ties into a knot, you know there's something fishy going on. And if you just feel a relaxation in your chest, like, you know, and and goosebumps sometimes. Mm -hmm. Somebody's speaking the truth and I just get goosebumps up one side and down the other. Then you can start going by that. But it's a good thing to start practicing first so you learn to trust it. What are some of the most important lessons that you have learned from your mentors? Hmm, That, that, you know, every truth that you need can be found in nature if you know where to look 
and how to listen. The key is in listening, and we don't know how to listen anymore. The key is in watching the signs, feeling the signs. There's omenology in every moment that can guide us down a safe path if we're walking through the valley of the shadow. The omens are there, the signs are there, the earth is there to guide us, but we've separated ourselves and forgotten how. I don't care if you're in a high rise and a robin goes by. Hmm. That means something. Or your dog gets upset. That means something. The Earth is really trying hard right now, and all of her all of her um, animals and plants are trying really hard to help us through this because it's a very volatile and very dangerous time. You mentioned animals, and how important are animals to we humans since we're both in the animal kingdom? And there are people who believe that certain animals represent their totems. And can you explain this to us? Well, I can try. Um, animals are it's a big subject, so uh, shut me up when we're done here. But it's um, animals each hold, um, they're, it, like individuals, they each have their own personal yeah. frequency. But then as a tribe or an animal nation, they each are responsible for holding a particular frequency. And um, that's, so when you're working with animals in the, the feather and the fur versus spirit animals, it's just a continuum. They're all responsible for varying degrees of this particular frequency. And if the animals weren't here, that particular frequency would not be, and that particular reality would be missing. And we, that's why we see things get extinct and then come back. You know, the dinosaurs are gone right now, but the frequency for them to come back, if the Earth is ever in a position that it would support that, they can come back. So when we recognize we're working with frequency here rather than just uh, Darwin's theory, you see the responsibility that the animals are carrying, and we as humans carry it as well. We're supposed to be the link between heaven and earth, and we're falling down on the job. Could it be that's because we're really not the link between heaven and earth? I, We're designed to be able to be the link between heaven and earth. Um, it doesn't mean we are the link between heaven and earth. And it is built into our chakric systems that we're able to uh, prism light or information down through our chakric systems that are uh, anchored in our endocrine glands that anchors it into the physical reality. So we're kind of like these transducers for heaven and earth energies. And that's what I mean being the link between heaven and earth. That's, what, that's why we have dominion. That's why we're supposed to have stewardship here. But like I said, we've forgotten what we're doing and we're falling down on the job. Since we wrote the book and not the animals, how do we know that's the truth? How do we know it's not the animals who have dominionship over us? Oh, I believe they do as well. I think it's a cooperative, quite frankly. Okay? It's a cooperative because animals have chakra systems too. You know, it's not like they're not like they're the only ones. But, you know, a lot of the different scriptures in this and that said this was the portion that was our responsibility. Each animal kingdom has a portion that's their responsibility. And when we have totems... Um, mm -hmm. we, everybody says, well, I have a totem. Well, no, we have totems, a lot of totems. Some come and go, some stay with us for a lifetime, come and we do and leave when we do. And what they are is a bandwidth of frequency that helps shore up our frequency so that we can be more whole. And so that's why they'll move in and move out at different times because there'll be different animals to help us with different issues in our life. If we can pay attention to that, we can cooperate with the frequency that the animals are offering to become more whole ourselves. How, how do we know about the frequencies? For example, I understand what you're saying. It makes sense to me. But here we are in the year 2016. How did the ancients understand frequencies? How did the ancients understand quantum physics? 
Well, the beauty is they didn't have to. Quantum physics is just science's way of describing what shamanism has been dancing with for 50,000 years. The shamanic principles simply create a format through which the practitioner or the shaman can interface and work with the quantum level, but they don't have to understand the quantum level. It's a translation point. They see power animals and helping spirits and, you know, different land, levels of reality and this sort of thing in, in their journey work. Mm -hmm. But what that is is a representation of what's going on at the quantum level. They didn't need to be so heady to understand what they needed to do in order to cooperate with it, and that's the key. But please, let me play the devil's advocate here. If they weren't that savvy, if they weren't that heavy, how do we know that what they were talking about is right? Well, there's times when it wasn't, mm -hmm. okay? It's not always right, and yeah. it's not always right for every time. Uh, and, it's, and again, shaman are, are, are not exactly uh, foolproof either. It's just okay. each according to his gifts, each according to his limitations. But when you get a composite of all the knowledge that has been passed down through different shamanic traditions that have not interfaced for millennia, like, say, we go for the aboriginals and, and the uh, Siberian shaman, you bring that together and there are things that absolutely line up. That's what I use as kind of like a truth meter. You know, they all went off on their own tangents. They all went off on their own dogma. They all went off on their own interpretations. And then they started fighting over who was right just like everything else out there. So no, it's not all right. But what I find is if you are able to find it here and you find it again here and you find it again here, then it's, it, you can look at that and you can go, this, this, this probably holds something. I find the same thing with the scriptures. If you're looking at all sorts of different scriptures, but there's one message that comes through them all, that's the one I look at. But what happens if that's wrong? Well, then you have to figure out something else. <laughs> gotcha. It's always a moving target, and we are shooting in the dark here. I won't argue that at all. If shamanism has come this far to the point, and with you as a shaman who are able to do many wonderful things, and I commend you for your hard work and your dedication to your to your uh, to your to your shamanistic beliefs and your shamanistic lifestyle, where do you think shamanism is going to be in the next one hundred years? I think it's going to be pretty mainstream. It may not look like what we're doing with mm -hmm. it now, but I think it's going to be pretty mainstream because ultimately the shaman had to, as we go through the frequencies, as we go into slower moving times, people have to rely on their shaman and their, their clergy and their monks to bring through information. As we come into higher frequency times, that, that dependency is not going to be necessary long term because people will be able to have their own direct access to their truth and their information and bringing that about is what I'm about and shamanism is just a bridge. Gula Wiak is my guest. We'll both be back on the other side of this break as we wrap up this hour here in the X-Zone with yours truly Rob McConnell from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't forget if you'd like to be part of UFO history, www.cubesat. Dot tech. Don't go away. As host of Dialogue with Divinity, I am thrilled to join the Exxon Broadcast Network and their growing number of affiliates. My quest for a connection to the divine 
ignited my successful career path as an international spiritual counselor for over 40 years and author of four books and well-known metaphysical educator. My clients call me their spiritual mama. So my job is to offer you a radio show to help you grow spiritually with wisdom and get specific tools from guests who are experts in their field. Tune into Dialogue with Divinity and be part of the conversation with spirit. My goal, your happy soul. For more information, please visit my website at johannacarroll.com. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exome Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, High Tech with Corey Kay, and every minute of the 24-7, 365 programming of the Exome Broadcast Network by calling 712-432-9459, courtesy of TalkStream Live. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 712-432-9459 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 712-432-9459 for the best of paranormal, new age, thought-provoking, sci-fi radio programming 24-7, 365. Coming soon to the Exxon Broadcast Network is a different perspective with me, Kevin Randall, as your host. We'll be taking a close look at what is happening in the world of UFOs today with side trips into the paranormal. Guests will range from those who are household names to those who have a different perspective on a variety of topics. No topic will be taboo, but there will be tough questions asked as we all search for the truth about UFOs, the paranormal, and those things that excite us. Sometimes we'll agree with a guest and sometimes we won't, but we'll try to keep the program topical. For those of you who would like to read, be sure to visit www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com and remember to listen to the other fine programs on the X-Zone Broadcast Network at www.xzbn.net. This is Kevin Randall. For nearly 30 years, I have been investigating the case of the Roswell UFO. I have interviewed hundreds of people and stood on the crash site. Now in Roswell in the 21st century, I have reviewed dozens of hours of audio and videotaped interviews, examined hundreds of files that relate to the crash, and have returned to Roswell in an attempt to put all that information into the proper perspective. For the first time in Roswell in the 21st century, I have made a dispassionate reevaluation of all that material and provide a new look at what happened. This is a book that clears away all the clutter that has hidden the truth for so long, strips away the various lies that surround the case, exposes the Air Force attempts at cover-up, and found a core of solid information that tells us all where the case stands today. Roswell in the 21st Century will be available in just a few weeks. For more information, please visit my website at www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com. 
What Happened in Benghazi is revealed by Nicholas Genix, author of Obama, Islam, and Benghazi. He informs the American people that President Obama deceived them by advocating a strong foreign policy prior to the 2012 presidential election, and Hillary Clinton supported this deception. As the title infers, there is a connection between Obama, Islam, and Benghazi. Ample evidence informs Americans that Obama's early indoctrination in the Quran developed an infinity for Islam, why the Quran is the source of discontent in many countries, and why the Obama foreign policy deception led to poor military action and caused the loss of American lives in Benghazi. Genix provides 36 questions for the Select Committee on Benghazi to validate if Americans are justified to mistrust President Obama and Hillary Clinton. An overview of Obama, Islam, and Benghazi is presented on the website www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Afterlife expert Roberta Grimes was the first one to say that dying can be fun. Now her best-selling book, The Fun of Dying, is available in stores worldwide. So if you wonder whether death ends life, how it feels to die, or what heaven might be like, The Fun of Dying was written for you. And if you have always been afraid of death, or if you worry that your life has no meaning, let The Fun of Dying ease your fears and bring new meaning to your life. Nothing said in The Fun of Dying is based on the teachings of any religion. Instead, Roberta draws on evidence to explain how death happens, how it feels, and what comes next. A lot of the best death-related evidence was produced in the first half of the 20th century. When it is put together with recent discoveries, it tells a consistent and amazing story. Roberta Grimes blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Her wonderful book, The Fun of Dying, is available on Amazon and at stores worldwide wherever books are sold. is my guest. She is the hostess with the mostess of the Science of Magic. Heard uh, every Saturday and Sunday here on the X-Home, but it's also heard Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. You just have to go to www.xzbn.net to find out when the Science of Magic is on, and then you can just tune in and listen. What's that you say? You don't know where to listen? It's very simple. Same place you're listening right now, xzbn.net. All right, Gwilda, tell me some things that will show me that there's there's a positive, something wonderful, something joyous, something great that we can look forward to in this beautiful world of ours that is just falling apart. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm ever hopeful, but... It's because I can see the trends that are moving. I can see that we're in a temporary time of absolute chaos where things are looking pretty, pretty grim. Mm -hmm. And I know that it's a volatile time and a dangerous one. However, I ultimately have faith in humankind that they each, it happens within the individual. And that's where the power lies. And as we come into a time where we've got more um, frequency, each of us can become more unified within ourselves we can become more processed within ourselves. We can become more grounded and more mindful 
and uh, of everything around us. And therefore, that frequency can be directed out into the world. And there's this wonderful hundredth monkey theory. I'm sure everybody's heard about it. They had these monkeys and they uh, were all on different islands and these anthropologists were watching them. And um, biologists, I'm sorry. And uh, all of a sudden, out of the clear blue, one monkey showed this behavior. He started washing this particular fruit before he ate it. And other monkeys on that island saw him doing it. And pretty soon, other monkeys saw him doing it. And by the time they reached 100 monkeys doing the same thing, even though there was absolutely no physical contact between the monkeys on this island and the same species on another island, the, the biologists over on the other island started seeing the same behavior. And that's we also can call this cultural base. The automobile was invented by numerous people all about the same time. If we as individuals take responsibility for moving through this in a good way of becoming as evolved as we can, of paying attention to developing our own intuition so we're not subject to the systems that's going down, I think that we can turn this into a utopia. And I have every faith that it can happen. This is a time when we can learn to manifest at will. This is a time when there can be unity and, and um, camaraderie and family among all the nations, and I don't, I don't just mean the countries. Yeah. I'm talking about the animal nations, the tree nations, that you know that this is an organism here. We've just forgotten that. So can we say that we're looking at a, re, a reboot of society? Absolutely, absolutely. And that's, that's a good example. I remember, you know, I had, I always hang on to the old Windows at, mm -hmm. um, programming as long as I can because you never know what you're getting with the new one, right? Isn't that but the But there truth? comes a time when it's not supported anymore, and you might as well throw that computer away because yeah. you can't interface with anybody else. And that's what's happening to the system that we're in right now, is it's destabilizing, it's not going to interface well with the new system that's coming about. And so where do we want to be in that equation is a personal choice. So Bill Gates, watch out. <laughs> there you have it. Um, what have you got coming up on your show? Or tell us a bit about a couple of the guests you've had on your show. Oh, yeah. I've had some fun ones. Um, let's see. I, I always give a, a little teaching when I start. And the one I taught, the, the title was Sovereignty. Mm -hmm. And Amy Vassling was on with me. And um, she and I talked about how you can obtain sovereignty by opening your intuition, just like we were talking about. And she gives some really lovely ideas of how that we can start uh, opening our personal intuition. And therefore, we're not subject to the opinions of the system of somebody else. Mm -hmm. And then I had a, a shaman on. Uh, she's a shaman and a psychotherapist and the teaching was multidimensional healing her name was Edie Stone and we talked about how shamanism is kind of like the glue that binds all the, the different modalities together if it's used properly and how to blend shamanism with psychotherapy that was really fun we had Melinda Carver on, and the name of that one was Fairy Magic, and we talked about all kinds of fairies and gnomes and creatures of the of the woods, and that was really fun. Fairies, so are, are they real or are they just made up little creatures? <laughs> I, she and I are of a differing of opinion, but that's okay. There's all sorts of different truths out there. She sees them as actual physical beings, and I see them as metaphors to represent the frequency mm. that's found in the different elements in nature. Yeah, I like yours better. It makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> Mind you, if you're looking for fairies, you can watch CNN or go to um, San Francisco. That, that could be. That could be. Yeah, it could work there. Yeah, did I say that out loud? You did. Oh, the air. Bad Robbie. Bad Robbie. <laughs> Bad Robbie. All right, so let's just take a hypothetical situation here. Okay. Are you ready? I think I am. You're holding on for this one? With you, one never knows, but, but that, I'll try. That is true, okay. 
the political scene in the United States, I don't, I've lost faith in it. I don't even watch it anymore. It's like, oh, this is getting too crazy. How is what these two icons of each political party, the stress, the negativity that they're spewing out towards each other, how is their stupidity affecting the rest of the Americans who are watching them? Well, you know, you've known me for a while, Rob, and have you ever known me to be afraid? Never. These two scare me to death. They scare me to death. They are polarized, and that's the nature of politics Mm -hmm. right now. And because they're in such extreme opposite poles, some real nasty stuff is becoming coming between them and where they really need to be taking up residence in more neutrality. And the more they polarize like that, the worse it gets, and that just spins out of control, and it's scaring me to death. I used to enjoy watching politics. I don't anymore. It's turned into a, a mud-slinging party. Um, and it almost seems that the two political heads are actually enjoying this. Well, the things that are working through them certainly are. Yeah. So how do how do we best protect those people who are just innocent bystanders, who are showing an interest in the leadership of their country, but at the same time are being bombarded by negativity? Well, I think this is another example of where the the system's pulling out all the stops because it's I've never seen anything as blatant as it is right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm just getting more sensitive, but I don't think so. I, I mean, the people I talk to on the street are saying the same things. I'm scared, boys. Ain't you boys scared? You know, it's scary out there. And it's worse in certain regards than it ever has been for that polarization and negativity. And so if a person is going to try to follow along and make responsible choices – they're being bombarded with that negativity. And so my advice is to, you're just going to have to take it with a grain of salt and realize that everything that's coming mm-hmm. through there is pretty distorted. What sounds like truth to you and what doesn't, it's just going to have to be a personal choice. And then just really trying to stay in center and not be pulled out one way or the other. It's like being a really good mediator. You have to sit in neutrality and simply listen, but not be pulled out of center. Next Monday night is the first debate between Secretary Clinton and Donald Trump. I think this is going to be the key to a lot of voters. What happens in this first-time debate between the two opposing parties? Up until this point, there has been a lot of negativity from both camps. The media, I hate to say it, is biased. When I look at what happened on CNN before I decided to drop them from my viewing, they were biased towards President, I'm sorry, towards uh, Secretary Clinton. Fox, on the other hand, was biased towards Donald Trump. I don't think the President of the United States or any other member of the White House, including Joe Biden, should be able to go out, use Air Force One to get to where Hillary Clinton is doing a, uh, a campaign speech and show the support. I I think the support should be between the two opponents. That's it. But that's just me. (laughs) That's that's just the weird way that I look at life. Yeah, like balance and neutrality, what a concept, right? Um, What are your final thoughts for the Exxon Nation tonight, my dear friend? Um, Hang in there. It's, It's looking pretty ragged right now. 
but there's there's so much power and so much hope in the universe and that's at our hands that's mm-hmm. at our fingertips so this turmoil that's going on is the small potatoes back up back up back up again and look at the larger picture and you're going to be able to stay in center and bring about the future that you want for you and your family it's an inside job how important is prayer and meditation at this time hugely important Prayer is hugely important. Gratitude is hugely important. Love is hugely important. And it's underestimated the power behind all the above, and particularly when you combine them. Let our listeners know how they can find out more about you, dear friend, where they can buy your books and so on. Okay. Well, I have a personal website where they can find my books and all that fun stuff, and that's gwildawiyaka.com, G-W-I-L-D-A-W-I-Y-A-K-A.com. And then, of course, there's the Science of Magic website where for free you can listen to all the past episodes, and that's uh, www.thescienceofmagic.net. And then the school website is findyourpathhome.com. Gwilda, thank you so much for joining us. Always a great pleasure talking to you, my dear friend. And thank you for your great and wonderful work. And uh, just keep the great work up. Thank you so much. You too. Take care, Gwilda. Exxon Nation, Gwilda Wiaka has been my guest. www.thescienceofmagic.net and www.gwildawiaka.com. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as once again we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast network in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to send me an email, studio at exxonradiotv.com on all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV. And you can always find out what's going on in the Exxon at www.exxonradiotv.com. More to come on the other side of this break. I'm Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon. We'll be back. Don't go away. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. 